basically getting Euclid Cummins back to our D-line, who I honestly believe through the first 10 games or for the first eight games he was playing, was playing as good as anybody on our D-line. I mean, he's, he's a, a force to be reckoned with in there, and he was playing at an extremely high level before he got injured. So to get him back is, is big. To get Bowers back, a bigger, a, a bigger guy who's used to playing inside, um, you know, obviously Chick another week of being acclimated to our system and then obviously Odell had a couple of days off to, to rejuvenate himself and I think I look forward to having him back to, to playing at a high level. And then when I add, you added Darrell Walker to our lineup, I think your receiving core has to get better by doing that. I think he's uh, he was one of the top receivers when he left. He's somebody that our offense knows, our quarterback knows, has familiarity with, our offense coordinator knows and has familiarity with. Um, and that's not a knock on anybody that's played on our offense as a receiver because those guys have been exceptional. I don't think anyone would look at a receiving core as a negative of our football team. But when you strengthen it with a Darrell Walker, I think that only bodes well for, for the experience level, um, the playmaking ability, and the depth of our receiving core at this point. It's going to be like letting Odell off the leash after he's Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, it's probably in his eyes he didn't, he didn't need any time off, but to give him a day as a vet is a big deal. I mean, to make him feel better, um, <clears throat> if his legs feel just a little bit better, his, his hands feel a little bit quicker, all those things play into it. Um, like I said, it's not that he was begging for it. It's just something I felt very strongly with, with a guy that plays at that high motor and high energy, and then we forced him to play inside and it's hard to play inside. And when you have to play way more snaps inside to give him a couple days to, to rejuvenate himself and to feel better about going in this one, I think is good. And I think uh, that's why having Bowers and Euclid back to take that uh, those snaps off of him inside is going to be a big deal. Is this the first time this year you haven't had to make a change in the secondary of the linebacker? I believe so. Uh, I believe so. So that's also a good thing. When we talk about continuity, we talk about uh, um, football in general. That's why no matter who you go with, you'd like to stick with them because you always feel like they're going to get better. And that, that's in every um, every position. O-line is big on that, you know, receiving cores, D-line. But linebackers communicate with everybody, and the secondary has to communicate with each other on one side or the other. And there's so much movement in the CFL, and there's so many uh, different offenses to go against in the CFL that when you have guys that see the same things and watch the film together and communicate and have just had experience together, um, you know, you're always going to be in a better spot. These all five guys or six guys all played this last game, the whole game. So um, in the secondary I'm talking about, you know, so that experience in and of itself is a big deal. The sixth game, um, I, yeah, I believe I've lost track on that. But uh, if you're if you investigated that and that's what you came up with, I'll go with it because yeah, I I don't recall to be quite honest with you if there was anybody. I want to say there was nobody that we had to put on the sixth game. I thought our injuries were pretty sustainable coming out of that game. Um, you know, it was more the lineup changes we made this week were more of getting guys healthier that we knew were coming back. So you know, in the weeks to come, that'll be there'll be more of that. Um, so obviously I said it at the beginning of the year when your starters or the guys you pegged to be on your 46 at the beginning of the year when they start coming back uh, you know you're in a good spot. Melinda said he's, he's more comfortable playing in the middle. 
Absolutely. That's what he played in college. He played four strong years at Maine, playing in the middle. I think we were trying to, you know, get him the one position we knew that was going to be Canadian our, in our linebacking core was going to be the will position. He was going to give us depth there. He gets thrusted into it because of the injuries and played well and got experience there. But the normal position for him is to be inside. And so um, I think he's going to probably be more comfortable in there um, and, and play well there. Brandon Silster said that if you're even off like a little bit against that Calgary secondary, you're not going to get open. Do your receivers have to be pretty close to perfect to beat that secondary? Well, yeah, I mean, I think I give a lot of credit to all the secondaries in this league and to the athletes that play in the secondary. If you're not perfect on every play, you can't, you shouldn't expect to to win on offense. I think, and what I'm talking about with I think what Brandon was getting at is being seven yards off of a 13-yard route and you run a 20-yard route. It doesn't get you open, and it lends offense to being bad, bad execution. So when you hit your marks and you hit them how you're coached to hit them, and you do it with the ability that you have, he has nothing to fear, absolutely nothing, in the, to fear in their secondary, or anybody else's secondary. If he's doing it the way he's coached to do within his abilities, when you do your own thing or you miss do something, it's you're going to get covered, and the defense is going to win. That's just flat-out offensive football. So um, I think more of anything Brandon was talking about, execution on offense is about everybody hitting their marks and doing everything how they're coached to do it within their abilities. And when they do that, you have to feel confident that there's nobody that can stop you when you do that. Coaches and I were talking about that today. I mean, the last three games – you know, have started so poorly for us. And I, I usually don't worry about a poor start because usually you can, you can make up for it. But when a poor start gets you 18, 15, 20 points behind in the first quarter, it, it hardly matters sometimes how well you finish. Um, I would like to give ourselves a chance. I'd like to stop turning the ball over on offense. The penalties are penalties. They're going to happen. I and mean, we've seen it we, through our seven-game stretch of winning. We were number nine in the league in penalties but we were number two in the league in turnover ratio. Now we're number eight in the league in turnover ratio, and that's through our three-game losing streak. So our team is built to not turn over the ball, protect the ball, take it away, play physical football. When you can do those three things, you have a chance, and you give yourself a chance to win. And I think anybody who watches us play would say, give them a one-possession game in the fourth quarter, and I don't know too many people would take, take the other team. A lot of team people would bet on us, but we have not given ourselves that opportunity through the last three games. If we stop turning over the ball, if we can start taking it away, and we can be a little bit disciplined in our ex more disciplined in our execution, we'll be a better football team. We'll give ourselves opportunities to win every game that we play.